0: It's amazing how coronavirus has changed our lives in ways that we would never have anticipated. Part of that change and our inability to really predict it, I think it has to do with the unique setting of our lives right now. We're at home, but still very much online. Birthday parties, religious ceremonies, even cocktails with friends. We're finding ways to connect to one another and to try in whatever newfangled way we can to have life carry on, for it to continue to feel familiar. And sometimes that sense of familiarity can come in the most surprising of places.
1: Animal Crossing itself is a very wholesome game where the values of friendship are just very important.
0: From Neon Hum Media, this is Telescope. I'm your host, Jonathan Hirsch. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, for the foreseeable future, we're going to bring you stories of people who are far away, up close, and how each of us are learning to live through this pandemic. Our producer, Joanna Clay, has this story.
2: During this pandemic, a lot of people have been turning to their consoles for comfort. Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo... And 28-year-old Sharman Asha, who lives in Westfield, New Jersey, was one of those people. And she turned to one game in particular.
1: Animal Crossing is a game where you basically um, live day-to-day on an island um, that you're basically building up.
2: Animal Crossing is like The Sims meets Candyland. You live on islands, can decorate your house, you can have orchards or a Zen garden. It's bright, colorful. There's something almost comforting about it. I mean, it's hard to be sad in Animal Crossing. You can't fail. You can't die. All the avatars have these big eyes. Everything is cute. Like, really cute.
1: You can also have friends over on your island and play with your friends where you do chores together, like planting trees and flowers and fishing and catching bugs and um, doing, like, a lot of, like— very small cute things
2: together animal crossing has been around for a while but with so many people stuck at home and with more free time it's developed kind of a cult following it was the highest grossing console game in march according to nielsen people are using it as a safe place to do real life things go on tinder dates hang out with friends run on the beach the getty actually created a virtual museum there importing 70,000 pieces from their actual collection. I asked Sharman if there's something about Animal Crossing that's hitting home right now.
1: I think the fact that you actually get to go outside on the game is probably a big part. Uh, you can like go over to a friend's island and go to their house and have that interaction with each other that you can't have in person right now, where... I can't go over to my friends' houses anymore and go and see them. So I think being able to do that definitely helps a lot. And when you say you talk to your friends, are you wearing like a headset and are you actually talking? So when I play with my friends, usually I'll have them on a video chat next to me and we'll guide each other through our island and we'll like show each other things like, hey, look, I got a new addition to my museum. Do you
2: want to come and check it out? Sherman is in medical school, studying to potentially work in pulmonary ICU, which are the doctors at the front line of the pandemic right now. And to be honest, she's been sort of isolated for the last four years because being in medical school, it took up all her time. Sherman got really into Animal Crossing in March. That's when the latest game got released and happened to coincide with stay-at-home orders. And so she started playing a lot, like at least a couple hours a day and her partner, he couldn't help but notice how much she loved this game.
3: It seemed like she was having a ton of fun just doing cute stuff. So in that regard, she kind of roped me into it.
2: Where'd you catch that tune on your island? It has
3: to be by the dog.
1: Yeah, I haven't caught any yet.
3: By that, like, deer right there? Yeah, yeah. We started with just me and Charmin playing, but eventually we kind of roped our other friends to start playing. And then from there, it just exploded.
2: Sharman and Nazmul met online four years ago when he messaged her on Instagram.
1: (laughs) So when we first started dating, um, I'd just gotten out of a relationship and I was not ready to date anyone yet, but he knew that I liked him. So he basically uh, wrote me a poem and sent that to me to like kind of uh, try to convince me that he is someone worth my time. And he's kept up with gestures like that
2: basically through like all our relationship. So I would say he's a very romantic guy. Nozmo is really humble about the gestures he does for Charmin. He likes to say he's the pragmatic one in the relationship, the problem solver, and the one who found a memorable location to pop the question. And we got engaged two years ago
1: in Costa Rica. Uh, We actually uh, had the proposal in a butterfly garden. It was like very beautiful
2: a butterfly garden. Like, come on. That's adorable. So when Nazmul and Sharmin got engaged, they set a date. April 12th, 2020. They didn't know it would be a month into quarantine. They've been planning it since last summer.
1: It was going to be in Brooklyn in like a industrial uh, warehouse kind of venue. By early March, I think the only thing we had left was like to just try on our dresses and... um just do like the final alterations. But we were basically set to go on everything. Like we had everything booked.
2: They saw the COVID situation was getting worse, a lot worse than they expected.
1: And uh, by like the first week of March, we decided it would be like in everyone's best interest,
2: just cancel the wedding and not risk anyone. So they let people know. They called the caterers, they called the vendors. They told friends and family. Many had texted or called them before they did because New York City was quickly becoming a COVID-19 epicenter.
3: The day of, I think we we kind of understood it was a necessary thing to do, but it did feel sad.
1: Yeah, it was uh, pretty sad, actually, because it was the day that my wedding dress just came in and I was excited to try it on and we kind of realized the severity of the situation and the fact that, things were not going to get better in like a month, basically.
2: I was curious because you mentioned your dress coming, could you tell us a little bit about what it looks like?
1: I got a uh, traditional uh, Indian dress. So it's like a skirt part and a blouse and with a veil. Um, It has 20 pounds of beading on it. So it's very heavy. Um, it's not the most comfortable dress, but it is beautiful. It's green with pearl all over it and a pink veil. So it was, it was really, really, really nice and really exciting to see it and try it on. But unfortunately, didn't get to try it on at a real wedding yet.
2: Sherman wasn't just canceling her wedding. She was also canceling the first time in a long time she'd be able to celebrate with friends and family. Medical school had taken over her life, and this wedding was going to be her moment to take a step back and say thanks to everyone who supported her along the way. To eat together, to dance together, to sing together. And her wedding wasn't the only milestone she was celebrating. She was graduating from medical school and going to start her residency. And residents, they don't get that much time off.
1: So this was basically the only free time that I would have where I had a big chunk of time to plan an event like this and get married and go on honeymoon and have vacations, basically. Because after this, I'm starting residency in late June, early July. And once residency starts, it's basically like, you know, working every day until I'm done with all of that. And then once I'm a physician, then working every day.
2: Stuck at home in the middle of March, their wedding canceled, Charmin and Nozmul were on day two of the lockdown, dealing with their own version of what so many of us went through. Everything being canceled. And lots of extra free time. They needed something to take their minds off it all. Enter Animal Crossing. What better way to spend time with the people you can't actually spend time with? So instead of just playing alone, they started inviting their friends to play too, like a lot of people have recently. Charmin and Nazmul started seeing their friends on Animal Crossing every day. It became normal life. One day, while Charmin and Nazmul were visiting each other's islands, taking pictures of their avatars together, Nazmul got an idea of how to cheer Charmin up.
3: And I started noticing, you know, some of these pictures were coming out really cute. I think some of them were like beach settings. You could see the ocean. You could see the horizon. That's when I got into my mind, like, I could kind of do something more with this. And my mind went to like a, um, a beach wedding because <laughs> I've seen so many rom-coms where it always ends with a awesome beach wedding and everyone's happy afterwards. In An
2: Animal Crossing, beach wedding. And he took inspiration from one celebrity in particular.
3: Some movie with uh, Matthew McConaughey before he got really popular on dramas, if you remember like uh, Ghosts of Girlfriend's Past or something like that. <laughs> Nazmul,
2: I follow you. Nazmul notices these rom-com beach weddings have something in common. A grand entrance.
3: On the beach you have like a white sort of walkway, and that ends in a seashell archway or something like that. So I saw the game had a tool where you can make patterns on the ground. So from there I just started thinking of designs um, that would fit with the beach,
2: along with our initials, to make it more personalized. So he's taking this inspiration he finds online, Googling rom-coms, especially ones featuring Matthew McConaughey, to plan the perfect beach wedding for Charmin. Like I said, he's a problem solver.
3: I also looked for a lot of plants to put on the sideway. So I spent, I think, a couple of hours just looking through all the plants in the game and figuring out which ones would look the best. It took me, I think, like a straight hour to make an ampersand signed for our initials, N, ampersand S. So that was like an experience.
2: Then it was time to invite the guests.
3: I created a secret group chat with all of our Animal Crossing friends. Immediately everyone understood like I was making a secret wedding and everyone started freaking out.
2: And just to put this in context, this is all one day. They're playing in the morning. It's like 10 a.m. when he gets the idea. And he spends the rest of the day planning the Animal Crossing wedding of their dreams, which is slated to occur at 7 p.m. that evening. A lot of people get nine months to plan a wedding. Nozmul, he had nine hours. But Nozmul works fast.
3: The wedding setting is basically done, 99% done. I just have to get people into my island. So I sent out on the group chat, like, all right, everyone, you got to come to my island. You got to be business casual at minimum in the game. So our friends kind of spent like an hour or two, like going to each other's islands to like find out who has the best clothings available. So that took maybe an hour or two. It's around 5 or 6 p.m. at that time. I gave them instructions like, okay, like go to this part of the beach, just sit down. Sharmin's gonna come in maybe like 20 minutes, so we gotta like hide and make sure she doesn't figure it out immediately after joining. So once that was set up, I initiated a video call on Facebook uh, Messenger and I made sure to like mute it so Sharmin wouldn't know like something was happening.
2: Sharmin was only sitting a few feet away.
1: I don't think it was like that difficult for him to just hide it from me. Um, I did realize like he was acting suspicious. I thought he was maybe like planning a graduation party or something for me later on once the quarantine was out.
3: Uh, I told Charmin, "Hey, looks like there's a interesting event going on in my island. Maybe it's specific to you know some scenario in the game. You should come check it out."
1: And I went over to his island and um, I saw that there was a bunch of arrows on the floor and there was a white dress on the floor and some flowers. So I put on the white dress and the put on flowers. And um, as I went like further along a beach, I saw that there was like chairs lined up and then all of my friends' characters were like sitting on chairs along like what basically was an aisle.
2: Nazmo, he had thought of everything.
1: In the game, you can get little poppers, which are like kind of like confetti balloons. So when I came into the area, they all got up from their chair and then like, they started like blowing the poppers that like show little confetti balloons going everywhere. And then he had like a video chat going on with everyone. That's around like when he pulled it out. And He was like, surprise, you're getting married right now.
3: <laughs> People were just like cheering in the background. And I was like, Charmin, do you want to marry me?
1: And we were just so excited that I think, like, all the characters just, like, kept running around in circles. Like, we were just all running around in circles around each other.
0: Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girl? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No.
2: So this wedding wasn't legally binding. As you might have figured, an Animal Crossing wedding isn't like a courthouse wedding or even one of those drive through Vegas weddings. There was no minister, no officiant. Nosmo thinks he might have said vows, but he can't really remember. It's kind of a blur. But in many ways, it was what Charmin wanted from her wedding. A moment to show love for her partner with people she loves cheering them on.
1: I kind of was just very shook and I didn't really know like what to say. Um, At the moment, I was like very, very moved and... uh, I got very emotional, and I kind of had to, like, step away for a bit to, like, basically cry in the bathroom. Yeah, I mean, I didn't tell him at the time because it just felt embarrassing, but later on I told him that, like, this was something really special, and, like, you know, it really... It made me feel really, really special to know that even though with everything going on, my fiancé and all my friends are going through, like, this much effort to try to, like, do this for me and, like, give me back a little bit of, like, something I lost.
2: Yeah, yeah. When you were telling the story of walking in and everything, even though it's a game, I could feel like the nerves and I felt like I was, you know, there with you. It felt very real. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, in a sense, it kind of
1: felt a lot more real than I thought it would.
2: We're living in a weird moment. We can't just buy our fiance a dozen roses or make a reservation at her favorite restaurant. Grand gestures, they look a little different right now. And with every day blending into the next, joking that we have no clue what time or day it is, maybe the greatest gift is making a day memorable.
3: I wanted to show Sharmin, like, even though we are not celebrating, there is a ton of people that love us, support us, and they're cheering us on.
2: And Sharmin is going to make sure it's a day she doesn't forget. It was very important to me.
1: Um, and. For me, I felt like I need to, in a sense, hold on to the spirit of my fiance and my friends caring about me so much. So, I plan on getting like one of the Animal Crossing logo tattoos. It's like a little leaf with a kind of like a bite taken out of it. But yeah, I mean, like, I'm definitely going to be still carrying on the spirit of it with me, even if we can't legally get married in Animal Crossing.
2: And even made her rethink what she wants her real wedding to look like.
1: I think when we were initially planning the wedding, we were like kind of set on a lot of the material aspect of it, which is like hard to get away from in a wedding. Like what's going to go on a table and uh, what are we going to serve at the buffet? Like what kind of drinks are we going to have? I think it definitely made us revisit the importance of just having your loved ones around you and having them celebrate with you instead of worrying about all the details that are supposed to go on the wedding day.
2: But Charmin and Nazmul are still planning on making it official, probably at a courthouse, hopefully later this year, and then have a big celebration sometime in 2021. And as for that tattoo, Nazmul is coming around to the idea of getting a matching one.
3: I mean, it might be cute. I, I could be, I could be-
2: Persuaded?
3: I could be persuaded, yeah.
0: A big thank you to Sharmin and Nazmul for sharing their story with us. Each week, we hear from you about your lives in isolation. Emails, tweets, voice memos, anything that you tell us about what you're going through. And we want to share some of those with you. Now that we've started this podcast, we're finding a lot of stories about what it's like for people to be in isolation. Some people have had their lives altered in unimaginable ways. But for a lot of people, this time at home just gives us more time. Heather in Los Angeles has spent a few more afternoons than usual in her backyard, staring into space. And one day, she heard something new.
4: The sun was out. I don't know if I was wearing my night sweats or my day sweats or my sleeping sweats, but I was definitely wearing sweats. I was with my dog outside, and I heard this, (laughs) and just kept hearing it. It was just this weird noise that was constant. We finally determined after first saying it was a baby, then thinking it could be a sheep, we decided it's got to be a goat. And then once we decided it was a goat, it was definitely a goat. You know, you hear that noise.
0: Farm animal sounds in the middle of the city. Ah. Ah. (laughs) Sheep started to investigate.
4: And I have it pinpointed to... A few different areas, because I live kind of at the end of a street, so there's fewer options of where it would be coming from, but I haven't gone knocking door to door to find out. I was out there one day, and I almost just screamed on the top of my lungs, who has the goat? (laughs) So the goat is still a mystery.
0: A kind of mystery we only have time for when everyone is on lockdown. And thanks to Heather for sharing her story. If you want to share your neighborhood mystery with us, you can email us at pitches at neonhum.com. Telescope is made possible by the world-class team of producers, editors, and engineers that make up Neon Hum Media. John Asante is the managing producer of Telescope. Today's episode was reported and produced by Joanna Clay. It was edited by Catherine St. Louis and Vikram Patel. Our engineer is Mark Bush. Thanks to Matt McGinley for our theme music at The Blue Dot Sessions for additional tracks you hear on this episode. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Media. We've got a Facebook page now. Just search for Telescope. We want to stay connected to you during this unprecedented time in our history. So please don't be shy. Share your stories with us. Our DMs are open. If you have a story of life in isolation because of the coronavirus, we want you to share it with us. Email us at pitches at neonhum.com. I'm Jonathan Hirsch. We'll see you on Friday.